This episode of The Morning Skate is brought to you by Let's Chat About It. Let's Chat About It is an online platform where users can share support and gain confidence to combat substance abuse and better uh, and better life with mental illness. This is a nonprofit uh, organization started by a good friend, Garrison, a.k.a. Grease, or Dale, depending on the day. Uh, please like his Facebook page, Let's Chat About It, and Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. If you want, wish him luck as he competes in the New York State Business Finals at the end of this month. Also, feel free to connect your family or friends or anybody struggling with these issues or uh, any health professionals you think would benefit him by talking to him. Uh, hit him up on Facebook, and as always, what he says, go Avalanche. Off for the Devils, plays it cross ice into the far corner. Matteau swoops in to intercept. Matteau behind the net, swings it in front. He's down! Matteau! 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 And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! But it's moving! Here we go! Thomas Sarek! Has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with the right. Lucic gets him in the air. Turtles. Commissari down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. The waiting is over. The New York Rangers are the Stanley Cup champions. And this one will Welcome back, guys. Friday, April 7th. Uh, it's Ked here, morning skate, Friday night. Everybody's staying in. I got Hal here. Yeah, dude. How's back, dude? Uh, been a rough three years watching the Bruins. Feels good to be back in the dance. Mailed it in a little harder at work after that clincher the other night, dude. So I'm feeling great on this podcast. Happy Friday. Fuck yeah. We got uh, we got Fever Boy Rex, who's going to be just blessing us with his presence with the night. Maybe he'll toss in a few tidbits about the Rangers every once in a while. Fever Boy. How's it going, everyone? Happy Friday. I'm, I'm just here to talk to Padres. So. Fair. <laughs> Fair. And then uh, lastly, we have DJ Zumi, who's going to be uh, he's gonna be dropping some mixes uh, for us between uh, segments. Zumi, what's popping? What's up, guys? Uh, just updating my playlist. Got a big uh, spring break coming up. <laughs> where, where where are you mentally right now? Mentally, I'm in Morgantown. Physically, I'm in New York. <laughs> fair, 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 fair enough. We're going to hop right into it really quick. Uh, we're going to go right into the NHL and the news. So, Hal talked about this earlier. His Bruins finally made the playoffs. It's been kind of a rough couple years for him. Uh, hopefully, all the Bruins media can fucking shut up about Tuukka Rask being soft and not a good goalie. Uh, but you know, as they make the playoffs, everything's fine and Danny, they get handed a suspension to their best player with 39 goals, which kind of sucks. Could have scored 40. Uh, the nose face killer, the rat, Brad Marshan, he gets suspended. I think two games. Um, we don't really know who everybody's playing right now. All we know really is the Rangers are playing the Canadians, but I kind of want to talk about the Bruins first, at least. So Hal, uh, you told me you're going to write a blog earlier today. You followed through and did not write a blog about the Bruins. So I'm sure it's all in your head what's going on. So what do you want to talk about Bruins-wise? you got to be a pretty happy guy. Yeah, I mean, I got some cliff notes written down. Didn't make it to the blog. 
uh, a couple of prior engagements popped up, had about a seven minute phone call with the old lady today talking about her friends and her issues. But, uh, I'll sum up how I'm feeling about the Bruins. I mean, the boys are back in town, Ked. Uh, we're soaring into the playoffs. Uh, if you don't count our inability uh, to win against the most miserable system to watch in the league, that literally is the Ottawa Senators. Yeah. Uh, I mean, watching the Senators is comparable to watching an NCAA college basketball game. It's fucking slow, choppy, commercials at the out, <laughs> out the ass. I hate it, dude. I literally hate watching the Senators play. So that's been a tough go, especially because we might match up against them in the first round. But I really like the Bruins. Tuka shut everybody the fuck up, like you said, dude. Brad Marchand got suspended. In my mind, it was on purpose. He wanted to let the know, let the league know that uh, bad boy Brad is back, dude. He's back for the fucking playoffs. Like that's just Brad Marchand in a big game. Rat comes out. I fucking loved it. Uh, doesn't matter if he's a fifty goal scorer. He's never gonna forget his roots. So uh, I can't wait. Yeah, he's going to come out, game one, all systems go. Do you agree with that on Marshawn? Do you think this is like him getting ready for the fucking big leagues? Absolutely, because playoff hockey is a completely different animal. Uh, it's it's way chippier, it's way harder, everybody's trying way, you know what I mean? There's the effort level, the intensity, the urgency is way higher. Uh, Marshawn, I mean, yeah, he scores goals, he's a fucking awesome player, but he always has that edge. First off, the guy that he speared, was he wearing a cup because he laid on the ice for about 12 minutes? Like, I've gotten hit in the nuts before, and I don't really lay on the ice for that long. I don't think that guy was wearing a cup. He's, dude, that guy was like that kid in high school gym class that gets hit in the balls of the soft dodgeball and acts like the end of the world just fucking happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He was fucking crying about fucking nothing. Like, I'm, it hurts for a minute. I know it does. Like, I'm not going to play it off like it's fucking nothing. He fucking neutered the guy. But he was on the ice for like six minutes, and he was back a period later. Like... If you're going to be on the ice for six minutes, that fucking testicle better be fucking gone. Yeah, no. Phil Kessel, shout out. Uh, I, I'm confident. If I was a Bruins fan, if you're playing the Senators, I'd be, pretty, I'd be pretty fucking confident about that matchup. I mean, again, the Senators play hockey like the Carolina Hurricanes or like the UNC basketball team. But the Bruins, they, they bring that feisty level. Uh, they have two good. I mean, they definitely have the better goalie. I don't know if they have the better defense. Thinking yeah, about I it. Mean, Defense is kind of back and forth. Senators are just a fucking weird team to watch. Yeah, I mean, honestly, dude, right now what our team's coming down to is our fourth line. Like, it's bringing us depth. Riley Nash is like shades of Chuck Kobasu right now, dude. Chuck Kobasu. I mean, he looks like like a whole new human being. He's out on on three-on-three with Pasternak. He's making good passes, dude. He's passing in between legs. (laughs) He's clutched two goals in a huge fucking game. I never thought I would say that about Riley Nash. And then they have Achari, dude. You got to appreciate Noel Achari, old captain of Providence. Uh, since you're a Friday Night Lights fan, he is the Tim Riggins of the NHL, dude. That guy's a fucking fullback. I was okay. watching Behind the Bee the other day, and uh, they had, uh, I forget, Tim Schaller was mic'd up or something like that in the game, and some guy on the other team came up to him and was like, who the fuck is 55? That guy's a truck. So, I mean, that pretty much tells you all you need to know about him. And my favorite thing about Achari is he'll fight if he throws a dirty hit. But he throws so many fucking hard, clean hits that if a guy tries to fight him for a clean hit, he laughs in the guy's fucking face. I love it. That's it. I, 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 I don't know. The fourth line has been a revolution. I mean, Dom Moore bringing it up in the rear. So that's that's what I think's going to fuel us, dude, is having that depth. And if we top it off and for us back a Carlson from VU and possibly Bjork, who just got kicked out of the Frozen Four and fucking blowout, just playing with Krejci and Pasternak, I mean – 
our lines, our forward lines are going to look better. And I think it'd be fun time to be a Bruins fan. I, I honestly think over our defense, even if Tory Krug is injured right now, which is a huge fucking That's what I was going to ask you about. He left the game in like a walking boot. I, that's not good. He's going to miss one game. I know Tory Krug is a warrior. He's going to be back for game one. I don't give a fuck if he tore an ACL. Well, I do because he wouldn't play if he had a torn ACL. But if it's like a slight tear or something, you know he's going to be in the lineup. He might not be effective. He's going to be there, dude. I have no doubt that Tory Krug will be there, even if he missed a game or two in round one. I, my def- Our defense doesn't scare us or scare me. Probably not the fan base either anymore. I mean, Carlos paid his dues. Chara, I mean, he's had his ups and downs this year. He's 40 fucking years old playing with a 20-year-old rookie. Like, I, the shit he gets in Boston is fucking terrible. So, I mean, all of that fucking considered, it, it's just fun to watch. I don't have the highest expectations, but I know this team's going to leave it on the ice. And that's my uh, my cultivating side note is I am so excited to watch David Backus play uh, playoff hockey for the Bruins. He was a beast in the playoffs last year for the Blues. This is why we pay him the fucking money. So he needs to show up in the first round. And if he's banging bodies on a line of Bergeron and Marchand, that line's gonna be fucking unstoppable. You just so gotta hope that Brent. Se- I just talked a lot. You just uh, got. You just gotta hope Brent Seabrook isn't anywhere out in his vicinity. Uh, I, again, I'd be pretty pumped about the Bruins making the playoffs. Uh, I think they're yeah. gonna do well. So we'll see how it's it goes a, with moral, that. It's a moral victory. Yeah, dude. for like, sure. I, I don't expect them to win the cup, honestly, but I expect maybe a first round upset and. They're such a fucking weird team, though, dude, that, like, out of all the teams in the East that are going to be able to take down, like, a big powerhouse, I think they would probably have the best chance. Just because they're tough, they play, like, a pretty good system, and their forwards are kind of flying right now, so. I mean, just uh, Bruce Cassidy's a good coach. We're, like, 17 and 8 under him. He implemented that offensive style, but the, the genius move that Bruce Cassidy had is he did not get rid of Claude Julian's penalty killing and his defensive zone pressure. So yeah. we still have the same D of Claude Julian, but now we have this offense. So it's the best of fucking both worlds, and I love it. No, I feel like I kind, I kind of felt that way when uh, when Torts left. The Rangers, yeah. like the first year he was gone, they brought an A.B. spark the offense kind of thing, yeah. And they have it both. Yeah, yeah. and if you're Don Sweeney, do you re-sign him? Do you re-sign yeah, him? Yeah, absolutely. 17 and 8. Why not? It seems like the players are playing pretty well for him. I guess the word on the street right now, not to get off on another tangent, is Jim Montgomery. Paul, uh, line mate of Paul Korea at UMaine. Opie Baker winner, a couple hundred year points in the NCAA, no big deal. He's getting a lot of talks right now about becoming an NHL coach, and he's somebody that I think could actually transition well. He went like, where did he go? He started out in fucking uh, Notre Dame as a volunteer coach, went to RPI as an assistant, then he went to the USHL, won like two championships. Now he's at Denver, and every year they get better and better. I, I know Hextall's had a hard time in, in Philadelphia, but I think Jim Montgomery's the real deal as NHL hockey coach. So Jim Montgomery, Greenfield guy, any relation to Kyle Montgomery? Uh, I can't comment on that, but he's bald and packed slip, so possibly. Oh, okay, probably. Out of way, Zoomy. All right, we're going to move on to the Rangers here. Uh, first round matchup against Canadians. I think normally, the I mean, the Rangers have passed. I wouldn't even be remotely afraid uh but i'm gonna be honest with you man the canadians they have those fake tough guys but they are gonna act fake tough and i'm a little bit worried about how the rangers are gonna react around it we're gonna have tanner glass in the lineup i love tanner glass but like part of me thinks maybe you play you know a more talented buchnevich or something along those lines rangers will win this series easily if they use their speed and and they're putting pucks on net the moment the rangers kind of uh hold back a little bit, they're going to get bullied, and it's going to be fucking embarrassing. 
So yeah, I'm I'm really happy we don't have to play the Capitals or the Penguins or the Blue Jackets first round. We're in that kind of no offense shitty type division. But I'm I don't know. I'm not too sold on us beating the Canadians. I mean, they got Weber certified number one in the back. They got Carey Price, and then again, they have all those fake tough guys. And the Rangers don't have a single like fake tough guy. We have we have Tanner Glass and uh, Chris Kreider, who's really good at wrestling people. Uh, Fever Boy Rex, do you have anything with the Rangers and Canadians? Do you feel confident on it or anything along those lines? I, yeah, I feel confident. I, 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 don't, I honestly was on Instagram there for like two minutes. So I didn't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, too. <laughs> All right, so never mind. So we're just hey, going to move on. So uh, hey, what? No. Well, how? What do you have? Do you have anything you said? Yeah. Yeah, I do have fucking something, bud. You just going to skip over me because I'm not a Rangers fan? I'm from an outsider's perspective. Don't you want to hear that? Yeah, sure. All right, dude. Rangers and fucking four. <laughs> Rangers, you th- sweep. Rangers and four, dude. I want it more than fucking anything in the world. This- I want Ottawa, Toronto, <laughs> Montreal. Get the fuck off their pedestals. Like, dude, our division is one of the worst divisions maybe of all time. It's like the NFC North of fucking hockey, right? Yeah. And I know I'm contradicting myself because I'm pumped up about the Bruins right now, but our division stinks, and Canada is too jacked up over these three teams. The big bad halves are going to get swept, dude. They're going to shut them all the fuck up. Last I love, I love Claude, dude. Like, I love Claude, but I literally can't wait when they're down two in game four with the series on the line. He's shitting his pants. Claude Julian's systems, while they are effective, do not work well against speed. And if the Rangers have fucking anything up front, it's fucking speed. Yeah. It is a... I know that the Rangers have struggled against the Habs and played some close series, but I look at it as a serious mismatch and fuck the Habs. No, I, I can totally see that. Um, just one other minor thing. The Of course, the Canadians, uh, the media has already talked about Chris Kreider and Carey Price. If I'm Kreider, man, get in his kitchen, get in his head. I mean, you're going to have to answer yeah. to Shea Weber a little bit, but you know that's going to be one of those stupid NBC sports storylines that's going out throughout the entire is Tanner Glass going to be in the lineup still? He probably will be. Against a team like Turner. that, they had, I don't know, we'll, we'll figure that out. But If Tanner Glass is in the lineup, Chris Kreider has absolutely nothing to be afraid of because Tanner Glass can pump any single person on that team. Yeah, all the, except Weber for Shea Weber. You feed them glazed donuts. They can't watch them, dude. Baker's, Baker's dozen. What, Ah or Shaw are going to answer to Tanner Glass? Give me a fucking break, dude. You have to dress him for this series, and the Rangers have to play on the line. Because if they out badass the Montreal Canadiens and don't get fucking cucked or whatever like they did last time. Oh, they'll time. sweep them. If they, if they out-tough the Canadians, they'll sweep them. It's just a matter if they do or not. Last thing on this, I am very excited to see Mark Stahl get bullied the entire series. Because that's exactly what the Canadians are going to do. And it's going to be hilarious seeing Steve Ott scare Mark Stahl. Um, what, would you, what would you do if uh, Stahl actually dropped the gloves? I was thinking about this the other day. Stahl could score in overtime game seven to win the Rangers a cup, and I'll still hate him and hope he dies. <laughs> That's not That's true. That's not true. I, no, it's true. I hate him. Like, I really, I would push him in front of a car if I got away with it. And I wouldn't even think twice about it. Wouldn't even feel bad about it. It'd make the world a better place. Moving on. Uh, we already talked about the Martian suspension. Uh, we're, real quick on Olympics. Wait, really well, quick. Really quick, because we glossed over it, dude. What? Can I just say something? Well, we're, yeah, I was just trying to hurry it up because we're at 15 minutes already. Who cares? If you like, don't want to listen, turn it off, dude. That's, yeah, that's, that's the way what? to fucking get the All right. followers going. Fucking um, Marshan, dude. I understand it was a dirty play. I'm not here to defend it. Sidney Crosby nut shot, not nut shot somebody, and then he cut somebody's off, somebody else's finger off in the same fucking week. 
And to top it off, the NHL has never suspended anybody for spearing anybody in the nuts. Brandon Pruss speared Marshan in the nuts and came out and said that he did it on purpose. And they're going to suspend Marshan? I don't care. I really don't care that people say he's a dirtbag because he is and it was a scumbag move. But what bothers me is that the NHL is going to suspend them. They literally need to change the rule book because this precedent has never been set before, and it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Do you agree with that? You can't just start suspending guys on reputation for that. When it happens, guys spear guys in the nuts and get $5,000 fines like once a month. (laughs) The NHL NHL Department of Player Safety, they have to do two things. They have to literally call everything by the book right now. And change the rules for suspension, and every single time it happens, you do it no matter what. Because this whole fucking wishy-wash, it's up to fucking Quintel to decide, oh, what's what? That's fucked up. If you do something, you should get this amount of fucking games. doesn't matter how bad you did it, whatever. It could be like a a very slight headshot to somebody. If you give them five games, I don't give a fuck. As long as it's five games for no matter what type of headshot... I think maybe when you get an injury, you can increase it. But even if it's something very minor, just keep it the same. And I guarantee you, shit like that will definitely drop in the league. Yeah, dude. Like, honestly, NHL Department of Player Safety, I know a young entrepreneur. His name's Dale. He's got this company. Let's chat about it. Give them a call because you need some fucking help. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out, Dale. Um, We're going to get into very quick on the Olympics. Uh, we've already talked about this the last, it seems like, three weeks. They're not going. Uh, they they decide not to. Now they're not going to go to the next two Olympics. I think this, I mean, the NHL gave out some pretty good reasons so people don't get too upset. But I think what this comes down to is the NHL wasn't getting paid and they didn't like that. Um, Alex Ovechkin, balls dragging on the ground, says that he's going to fucking uh, go anyway. I think all the Russians are going to end up going. Uh, maybe some of the Europeans as well. I don't think you'll see too many North American guys go because they're soft. But, I mean, it sucks. I I look forward to it every single time, no matter even if the games are at 3.30 in the morning, I'll fucking make sure I wake up and watch them. It's it's terrible for the game because, I mean, it's one of, it's the biggest thing for the game other than the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, again, I'm not okay with it. Uh, I, the US, I mean, Russia's going to fucking run away with this thing. They're going to have all their KHL players... They're going to have Alex Ovechkin, all these guys, and then Canada's going to have like their top junior players. USA's either going to have the world junior team and a bunch of scrubs over fucking uh, like Nathan Gerby playing in Switzerland. Like, US, they're not. It's going to be a joke. So that's what I have with the Olympics. What do you got, Hal? Yeah, dude. Like, to top off what you were just saying, everyone's like, oh, we're going to get this sick miracle on ice scenario. This is not 1980. Like, our World Junior team, I love watching the World Juniors. It is trash compared to pro hockey. Oh, yeah. They are going to get fucking eaten alive by Russia if this happens. I, that's not a real scenario. People need to get that the fuck out of their head. But other than that, dude, like, everyone needs to go. This is bullshit. I don't care if the NHL tries to strike or some shit. What's the NHL going to do? Lose a billion dollars? The NHL has been so, like, dedicated in, like, globalizing the game, but they're not at the same time. Like, it doesn't matter that you're not making cash off this specific tournament and you're losing some cash because the generation of money coming from the rest of the world actually watching the Olympics is going to make up for that. You're going to get new fans. The Olympics are the only time of year when the random kid from high school that's favorite sport was the modified baseball team that he was on in seventh grade tweets about hockey. It's the only time. It's the only time people care in America. And they're going to take that away from the casual fans that after that, 
the Olympics, I bet you Stanley Cup playoff ratings go through the roof the year of the Olympics because there's so many casual fans that catch on. Yeah. And China and all that Asia. Well, that's I the mean, thing. With the Asia thing, have you guys seen the video with, of that little 12-year-old with, like, the sick hands in Asia? He's fucking nasty. Like, Asians kind of like hockey in a weird way. It was the same thing with basketball. When basketball was brought into Asia, now it's huge. You have fucking Starberry playing over there and Jimmer Fredette. But now... Sure. And on top of that, dude, did Matt Bolesky get a Japanese tattoo for nothing? Yeah, did Matt Bolesky die for our sins and get a Japanese tattoo to fucking die for this, dude? That's what I'm saying. That's so disrespectful. Paul, Korea, Korea. This year, there's two guys in the top ten. There's a Suzuki and, like, a Yap. I saw that. Yep. They're both projected to be in the first round this year. They're all Japanese descent. There is a market for Asians. They're great at figure skating. That is true. It, it can translate. It's not like they, it's not like they don't have ice there. There is a market. They have the money in that continent to play hockey, and they have like the resources. It is a no-brainer to make hockey something in Asia, and this is their chance. And I love that I heard that the Olympic community was like, "You're not going to Korea, but where's the next Olympics in China?" Yeah, China, or Japan, like, one of them. They're the same thing. Like, the year after this one, China like, or Japan, it's the same thing. If you're not going to Korea, then you're not going to go to China because that's just you trying to play the system. It's bullshit. Whatever. You know what, though? Mike, don't forget, Mike Tatestweed, uh, legend of the Civic Center, is a Korean national now and is going to be on their Olympic team regardless. So we have that to look forward to. And also, one of my first memories, who hit the triple axle to fucking split the defense in Mighty Ducks? Kenny Wu. Kenny fucking Wu, dude. What, what's Kenny Wu thinking right now? He did all that shit for what? He sh- he played for the USA back then in D2 Mighty Ducks. He played against Chris, Trinidad and Tobago. Kristen Yamaguchi didn't bang Brett Hedekin for this. <laughs> that's a fucking fact. There's nothing more accurate that's been said than that. So that's the Olympics. Fuck Gary Bettman. I don't know. Uh, all right, Hal. Next on the list says Hal College Hockey Player Rant. So take it away. Yeah, I don't really have too much on this. I talked to you about this earlier on the phone when you were going to the gym to snort some creatine, huh? <laughs> this whole, dude, this whole, like, Bernie year hold out for free agency or a two-year entry-level deal, it's bullshit, and it's a joke. And I know you guys landed uh, Vessi or VC. And it's VC, dude. It's been the whole year it's been VC. The entire year. Don't really care. I know you guys landed those two guys because of this, but it's such a joke of a rule that somehow college hockey players have this huge fucking loophole over the NHL. Like, I don't get it. Like, in, like, 10 years, we're going to look back at this and think about how stupid of a rule it is because they're going to ban it. It's bullshit. And then I know, I talked to you about this, too. Anders Bjork, who's a Bruins prospect, he's a Hobie Baker finalist for Notre Dame. I guess it's coming out that he's probably going to sign with the Bruins, but people are saying how he should stay in college next year, win the Hobie Baker, and pl- play for USA on the Olympic team, and then choose the team of his choice. A prospect shouldn't have that right to do that. No, it's I agree. Not- we talked about this. I think if you're drafted by a team, and this all happened with Lindros, I'm pretty sure. When Lindros first got drafted, he didn't want to fucking go there and threw a gigantic hissy fit. When you're drafted by a team, you are drafted by that fucking team. And if you don't want to play for that team, get the fuck out. It should be that simple. And, I mean, it kind of sucks because Buffalo's getting all these picks, and I would like a couple top picks that don't want to go play in Buffalo, New York. But Buffalo deserved it by fucking shitting the bed for the past 20 years. They deserve a good couple players. I I completely agree. If you're drafted by a fucking team, you play for that team, or you can get the fuck out. Yeah. 
honestly, if if you if you want to pick your team in the NHL, there's a thousand guys who will step in your place and have fun riding that shaky plane over the Ukraine in the KHL. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully, it doesn't go down. Have you ever seen Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson? That shit's real life. <laughs> uh, next next thing. Uh, well, while we're talking about Buffalo, I'm gonna switch it up. Ryan O'Reilly, dude, tell me about the Ryan O'Reilly article you read. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly, you know, class act. He's Let me crying. wait. Can I preface this? In the summer, me and Feverboy Rex go to SPAC and we run sprints up hills because that's what Ryan O'Reilly does in the off season. Okay, keep going. <laughs> yeah, he's crying because he's sick sick of losing in uh, Buffalo. It's like what did he say? Bucks. What he was just like bitching about like the Sabers not winning games. Yeah, and how they like, they can't make the playoffs. He's sick of losing. It's like, hey, boy. You signed the Buffalo. fucking contract. You said you wanted to go to Buffalo. Dude, I, I'm so sick about this Tim Hortons customer considering a warrior. Like, all he's done is bitched about contracts in Colorado. He gets this warrior vibe. He gets, like, two penalty minutes a fucking year. Yeah. I don't want a lady day. I don't – I honestly don't care if you think you play the game the right way. If you win the Lady Bing and you're supposed to be a two-way center, you can fuck right off. Fact. I don't care how many Deweys you get. I don't care how cool your beard is. I don't care that when the Avalanche got bounced in the first round a couple years ago, you stayed in your equipment in the locker room for four hours after it. That's your fucking choice to play that way. I and love I guys that do that, though, dude. If I ever made, like, a fucking legitimate team when we lost, I would I would just stay in the locker room what? and shit. And, and I would so... do it not because I'd enjoy it, but because there'd be a story about how sweet I was afterwards. If he was a so... <laughs> If he was so big, I know, exactly. If he was so big on winning and not just his own self-reputation, then instead of signing for $8 million a year in Buffalo, he would have signed for $6 million a year somewhere where he could actually want to Win a game, up. yeah. So give me a break. Yeah, you signed up for that, man. You signed up for the shit storm that you're on. And to be honest, like, yeah, you may be not winning games this year, and this is going to fuck it, I hate saying this. If the Sabres get a good goalie, and they can get a couple people, they're not a bad team. That Jack Eichel kid's fucking sick, dude. He's He's... He's kind of the real deal. I hate saying it, that red-headed curly fuck, but he is a very good hockey player. Ryan O'Reilly, as much as I hate all this, he is a good hockey player. I would much rather have Ryan O'Reilly as my number one center than Derek Stepan. Sabres have some shit in the system. They have Evander Kane. That dude fucks. Whether they say yes or no. (laughs) I I just feel like Ryan O'Reilly, like Matthew Shane fucked his billet mom and he cried about it. And now... I just don't want to hear it, dude. Like, another hot take since you said it, and I put a poll, and our listeners were completely wrong, so I hate you, listeners. Uh, Jack Eichel is better than Austin Matthews every day of the week. Disagree. I don't uh, know, I don't know man. He's look, very you good. Look at Eichel's numbers, they're insane. Yeah, but, dude, Austin Matthews, man, I and I hated him. You guys remember this. Beginning of this year, I said he was fucking super overrated and he wasn't going to get anything done. That kid is, dude. He has like thirty nine, forty goals this year. He's on. He, he's so good. He's on my fantasy team. I have him, Jamie, Ben, and Patrick Line. We we have a keeper every year in fantasy. I may have him be my keeper next year. Honestly, dude, uh, pure skill. I take Austin Matthews, but if I want somebody to win a Stanley Cup with, I pick Jack Eichel. That's my personal opinion. Yeah, as of right now, and that's valid. But I mean, I want to see Matthews do like. Have not, one I, gritty game or like one game where he like carry because I mean. I, the Maple Leafs have better prospects for him to play with compared to Jack Eichel, who's playing with Brian Gianta and fucking uh, what Gurgensen or whatever the fuck that guy's name is. I think Matthews is surrounded by better people. Eichel is he's a play, dude. He's 
He's one of the first Americans since like Patrick Kane when he gets the puck, you're like, fuck. And I think I don't think Austin Matthews is there yet. I think Austin Matthews kinda gets set up. I mean he still is really good, but when Eichel has a puck on the Sabres at least, it's like, well that's the only guy that can fucking score. I, I just I just feel like McDavid and Eichel, like they speak their mind. Austin Matthews wouldn't even talk about the fucking Olympics. And then you have, and then on top of that, like I feel like McDavid and Eichel are getting drunk at the townhouse and Austin Matthews is doing his homework in fucking Arizona or something. I just I don't I don't see them on the same level. I, I and I, I don't believe in his two way game either. I, I honestly think Austin Matthews, he could be an unbelievable like right or left wing scoring fifty goals a year, but I never think up the middle he's gonna be winning face offs and doing those dirty things that you need. Yeah. All right. Um, now you also read this one. I kind of like this. Tell us about this article that you read about the top, however many cities that people don't want to play in. Yeah. I mean, this is really quick, but Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg had a, it came out. I just fucking prefaced that so wrong. It came out that the NHL, the NHL has released the top, uh, no trade clause teams that were thrown in there that players didn't want to go to if they were traded. Winnipeg was number one by a fucking landslide, which kind of pisses me off. Because I get if you're a young player or even like 28, you probably don't want to go to Winnipeg. <laughs> Although I think it would be a sick atmosphere, and like if you really are a true hockey player, like I feel like you would fucking love it. You'd have to have um, that. You'd have to have like that uh, true farmer's mindset. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you can't be one of the pretty boys like I currently am with the hard part. Like you have to be a guy that like doesn't worry about getting his hair cut and have a fucking sick beard and just enjoys black coffee. Then yes, Winnipeg would probably be the spot for you. But that, but that's the type of team they should have. They should have those type of guys and like Russians who don't give a fuck. That's exactly. what they should be. Uh, I the Islanders came in third. This is why I brought it up for you. I really think the Islanders should be in first. No one wants to travel to Brooklyn. Nobody wants to play for the New York fucking Islanders. They're terrible. And you have to tell people that you play for the New York Islanders. And there's a Honda Civic in the crowd. Yeah, dude, you have a fucking SUV just posted up there. That's terrible. It's a fucking joke. Um, the Coliseum Islanders, I kind of really, like, I mean, that would have been kind of a cool barn because it was so old and, like, wasn't there, like, a lady giving out hand jobs in the bathroom last last time in the playoffs or something like that? She said that uh, the last time she she was there, she got fucked in the parking lot and, like, oh, hey, here's my daughter kind of thing. The Islanders, yeah, they used to party, and, like, that's where it used to be. Now they're in Brooklyn. They tried the hipster vibe. Guess what? Hipsters don't like hockey because it's a little bit too aggressive and a little bit too physical. No shit. The Coliseum, from an outsider's perspective, is really one of those things that you don't realize. Like, you don't know what you have till it's gone. Exactly, dude. And, I mean, it's it's just a hockey player thing. Like, we've played in shitty rinks our whole life, and we get there, and we're like, fuck, we have to play here. And then we get on the bus, and we're like, you know what, dude? That would be a sick home barn. Because every single time like a team comes in here, it's like fuck, we have to play here, and it's it's unrelated to Brooklyn because it's not it's like those barns were not sick in a sense where like it was cold, the fucking the boards hurt, but it was just had like that fucking sick vibe instead of like having people hitting their jeep pens wearing their beanies when it's like ninety five degrees outside. Yeah, I absolutely agree, dude. Fuck the Islanders. I'm so glad they're out of the playoffs. John Tavares, I think, is very hurt, by the way. I'm very interested to see what happened with him. I think he tore his hamstring, which is terrible. Yeah, that sucks. He's, um, great. He's great. He's great. Yeah. And then, let's see here. Little, uh, I think a little hockey history. That's what we're going to do with our, hero, our three stars, correct? Yeah. Okay, and then, last one. You just wanted to talk about the Norris Trophy. Eric Carlson, right? No, not Eric Carlson. I'm, I'm throwing him... <laughs> 
honestly, I've done a little bit of a three or one eighty. What the fuck would turn me all the way around? Three sixty or one eighty? Uh, three sixties all the way around. Oh fuck me. So I I did a three sixty on Eric Carlson just because he blocks shots and he actually kills penalty minutes now. Although he was fucking like ninth on the team when he won the Norris and penalty killing minutes, which is bullshit. Victor Hedman should win the Norris over uh, Brett Burns. You like, can't no say best. that, dude. He's only like he's only like point four points per game behind him, and he's a beast in the defensive zone behind Burns. Burns' team's collapsed, and he's cold. his stick has gone cold. He plays offense, not fucking defense. You know I don't like him because he's a fucking hipster. But on top of that, dude, Hedman's a beast. He's unbelievable. Offensive zone, defensive zone. His like his time it takes him to close a gap is like .001 seconds. He breaks the puck out so fucking fast. His his like Corsi numbers aren't that great, but if you look deeper at the goals against and like the save percentage of his goalies, the other two guys, Carlson and fucking uh, Burns, have had much better save percentages behind him. Hedman, I think, is the best defenseman in the league this year. I I know Burns has had an unbelievable year offensively. Defenseman, but. correct. I think Hedman is the best defenseman. That's what well, the Hedman Norris has, Trophy should Hedman be. Is- but it, like but but that's points. not they're not going to do that though, dude. You know how the voting works. It, it, they vote for whoever think is the flashiest. They don't vote for what the award's actually supposed to be dealt for. Brent Burns is going to win that. Brent Burns but, is going to have fucking MVP MVP votes, dude. Bottom line, he is. But he, he should have MVP votes, but not Norris votes because Hedman has seventy points too. That is fucking crazy. No. He has seventy points, but they're acting like. He's light years behind Burns offensively, and that's not true. He's been playing with AHLers for two months. Yeah. I wonder if the Rangers are ever going to have a fucking Norris Trophy-like candidate. Probably not. Sean Day, dude. I thought, yeah, dude, maybe. I thought I thought McDonough was going to be super good, and I think he just gets hurt all the time. It's just the Rangers' defense is shit. Brayshea had a fucking hell of a year, though, so I'm not too mad about that, but... All right, and then I'm pretty sure, yeah, so that was all of NHL on the news. So now we are going to get into our heroes and zeros. Normally we cut it off right now, but this week, and this week only, DJ Zumi is going to start playing a little bit of his mixtape for about 15 seconds, and then we're going to jump into our next subject. So without, <laughs> so without further ado, DJ Zumi. All right, cut that shit. No, the bass needs to drop. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're good. We're really good now. Thank, thank you, DJ Zumi. We're, we're gonna have another 15-second clip with him coming up after. Uh, coming after, coming up after our heroes and zeros. Um, all right, so. Hal, take it away. Heroes and zeros. Who's your hero this week? All right. My hero, my hero of the week is uh, Nolan Patrick. So Nolan Patrick's supposed to be the number one overall pick in the draft almost all year. He got injured. His uh, draft stock kind of fell. People are now saying that maybe the Swiss guy in Halifax is the number one overall pick. Uh all this happened, and all of a sudden, he's getting all these rumors thrown out about him, about how he's a bad locker room guy, he's selfish, cocky. 
I'm starting guilty. to think uh, it's coming from his own fucking camp. His agents are throwing that shit out there. I mean, think about it. I talked with Ket about this earlier before the podcast. Who the fuck would want to go to the dumpster fire that is the Avalanche? Uh, maybe throw your stock down. This isn't the NBA. This isn't the NFL. It doesn't matter if you're first or 15th. You're going to get the same maximum rookie contract. And then from there, you're going to be on a team that maybe he's a playoff hopeful, and you're going to get some minutes. So, I mean, fuck. That's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> Nolan, Patrick, I see what you're doing, and I love it. Kat, do you agree or disagree? Would you do the same thing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would do the same thing, but I wouldn't do it on purpose. If I was that good, I would be that cocky. I would be that asshole. I would. I, I would. Uh, I would. I don't know. I. I think he may end up be do, doing something along those lines. It, it's kind of a hit or miss. I think. Uh, I think the Colorado Avalanche would be a better option to go to than like the Sabers or whoever the fuck else. Hey, DJ Zumi, stop showing us the picture of that fucking asshole. Okay, we're, we're in the we middle of something here. Get a reggae tone really quick. Why? <laughs> oh, you want me to hit the horn? Hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. I'd want to go to Colorado, though, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't want to play hockey in Colorado. I feel like Colorado would be a sick place to play hockey. I'm not really that interested, dude. You can smoke pot. <laughs> but you can't. But you definitely can't because it's in your contract. You can't do that. It's a number one pick. I feel like you can figure something out. Don't get me wrong, dude. It's probably sick to go to, like, Boulder in college, but... There's only so many coffee shops that serve hash brownies that you can go to before you get sick of the fucking place. There. Plus, like, the uh, the altitude, shit like that. Although, shout out to DJ Zoomy Zoomy, the mountains are always blue there, so. I'm, I'm going to hit my zero now really quick. Wait, can I give you my hero? It's, uh, re- it's a repeat of last week. Well, fuck. Tyson right, Yost is uh, grandpa. He, uh, he fucking cried again. Again? So, I, uh, yeah, I talked about Tyson Yosa's grandpa. This guy's in shambles, man. On the on the first game of his grandson's career, and like I kind of shit on that. And I thought maybe he was just caught in a moment of weakness. Tyson Yost scored his first goal the other night. There was grandpa with the fucking Kleenex again. Like, I'm sorry, Tyson Yost, but I feel like <clears throat> you're most. If someone says who are you as a person, I feel like a lot of times you relate a lot to who your grandfather was growing up. If your grandpa's a fucking crybaby, I don't. Then you're a pussy. Essentially, <laughs> my grandpa wouldn't be crying. He'd be no, not you. No, not you. Tyson. Tyson Yo. No, Tyson Yost. Grand. No, I know. Yeah. But I'm saying exactly that guy is soft. Like sounds like Tyson Yost's grandpa needs grandpa. to go hang out with Fever Boy Rex's grandpa at the Lake Sacandaga the Fourth of July and fucking Fever Boy. I bet your grandpa could probably show him ones and twos, huh? My grandpa would probably kick your ass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, my hero of the week goes to Jay Beagle. Uh, Washington Capitals played the Rangers the other night. Uh, Mark Stahl just lost on the ice. Loses his stick. After the whistle, Beagle gives him a kind of a soft cross check, and Mark Stahl pretends to like go after him to get Beagle to flinch, and he just doesn't move. And then Tom Wilson comes over and just starts laughing in Mark Stahl's face. I love that shit. Like... It, it's not hockey, but do you remember when Kobe Bryant on the inbounds there? The uh, I forget who it was, like pretend to throw the ball at his face, and he just didn't move because he was just like in that zone. It was kind of like that. If Mark Stahl were to ever come at me, I just I would give him Marshan treatment right for the nuts, and then just start hitting him as hard as I could with a stick. I hate that guy. Um, and my zero. I, wait, what? wait, really quick, dude. I can't believe you just referenced like the NBA. I know. I'm sorry, but that's that. That was oh. the most. 
comparable thing. You know what I mean? Like when you fucking pretend to go at somebody and they just don't move. It is a fucking good comparison, but I just always pictured whenever like a vine of the NBA came up on Twitter, you would just block that person. Eh, I like the Knicks, dude. All right, Porzingis. I like the Knicks. I'm I'm a New York guy. Knicks, Yankees, Rangers, and Giants, dude. All right, Michael Rappaport. Um, And my zero of the week goes to myself. Uh, we're all going out to San Diego here next week and I went and got a haircut and I wanted to be like a hipster. So I got a hard part. I would like to apologize to Eamon for all those years of making fun of him at Sienna. Uh, I have, I have, Ked has a hard part. Ked has a hard part. I, dude, I, I really, you like FaceTime me very confident after the haircut about how jacked up you were, it was tough for me to like, get it going for you. I thought it, I, I still think it looks good though. It, I, it looks it looks good, but like you told me that you were going for like the San Diego skater park look. Like I feel like skater park guys yeah. they just have a nice head of hair. I don't know. I think there's some assholes in some like tight skinny jeans and like a like a ripped t-shirt's gonna have a similar haircut to me, dude. I don't think you can wear a Quicksilver t-shirt and have a hard part at the same time. Oh, guys, and whoever's actually still listening to this, uh, stay tuned because when we do go into to San Diego, yours truly, Ked, will be dropping in on a half pipe, and we're going to take a video of that. We're going to see how that works out. Predictions? You're going to eat it. <laughs> Probably. You're going to, like, break your tailbone, dude, and I'm going to fucking break your elbow. What would you guys do if I fucking just went in there and just dropped in? Uh, You're like not nothing. going to, dude. I don't know, man. If Ryan Sheckler can do that, I feel like I probably can. That kid's a fucking loser. He was a California teenager, dude. Everyone knows they're cooler than us. Do, do you think I? Do you think I just go for it, or do you think I ask somebody for some pointers first? Don't ask anybody for pointers. You just gotta go. Yeah, for you it. don't want to look new. All right, yeah. sure. All right. Where the hard, hard part? Just drop in, dude. It's where the hard part. Drop in. All right. Uh, second, uh, second showing of DJ Zumi. Pump that shit. <laughs> Pump that shit. No, I didn't know that, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No, senior, hold on. Dude. Hold on. Can you imagine playing college baseball? You're a freshman. Nick Manning's a senior in the hazing. You have to do to fucking be. Oh. Okay. You got to oh, take I a dick in the ass to get in again the club, man. You got to do Fuck. something to get in the club. Jesus. Yo, what's, what's the name of the song? Yikes, on YouTube. Dropping loads? No, yeah, that's like, dude, that's gone, I think. Oh, we're still doing this? I think Nick Manning should be our number one guest to get on the podcast. That'd be sick, dude. Do you think Nick Manning watch hockey? Yes. (laughs) What what team do you think Nick Manning roots for? Probably the Bruins or the Flyers or something. No, he's probably like a California guy. Arizona Coyotes, dude. Arizona State's right there. he's a Panthers fan. Okay. Cut it. 
Let's go with some Rob Z. Cut it. <laughs> All right. All right. Hal. Last segment. Three stars. Do you want to take this yeah. away? Because you, you kind of, yeah, it's a, it's a sick idea. So. All right. So here we go. Little hockey history for you. I was uh, searching the world of Reddit like a fucking loser. And I came across this tidbit. Um, the New York Rangers coach, Lester Patrick, in 1928, on this day, donned the pads, replaced the injured goalie, and defeated the Montreal Maroons 2-1 in overtime of the Cup Finals. So the coach came off the bench in, like, Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals and won the fucking Stanley Cup for the New York Rangers. So my three stars of the week is we got to come up with the three NHL coaches currently today that you could trust to go in the net and win your game, Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. They don't have to be yes. NHL. They don't have to be NHL coaches, though. So, no. so, so Joe Polinski. <laughs> I mean, Jim Chamberlain. I mean, you have to know who it is. So, my, uh, my, uh, I'll do one. I'll do one. I think Mike Keenan, with his intensity. You won a cup for the Rangers, which never happens. I think people would be afraid to score a goal against Mike Keenan. So I'm going to put Mike Keenan in the pipes for me. Um, my dad. Uh, what? My dad always tells a story about how when he was at a bar in Buffalo, he uh, he was pissing. He was pissing next to a guy, and he looked over, and it was Lindy Ruff. And I mean, my dad talks about this story like he met a celebrity on Hollywood Boulevard. So I'm I'm imagining there's some magic going on in that urinal. And I know I know in the NFL they say Nick Foles is a starting quarterback because he's got a huge hog. So Lindy Ruff, I just trust that guy. I feel like you have to have a big dick to lead your team in game seven. Lindy Ruff, breaking news, big dick. Hit those horns, Merb. Oh, I exit out. Alright. <laughs> so who are we gonna have? We gotta come up with one more. So I was looking through this list. Lindy Ruff, we- Mike Keenan and who else? I was look. I'll list off like some of these coaches in the NHL that I think no shot. Randy Carlisle, no way. <laughs> Dan Bilesma, get the fuck out of here. Uh, Todd McClellan, that might not be a bad one. What about Babs? What about uh? What about if you had Paul Maurice and he took off the nerd glasses and put on some Rex specs? Yep, that's what we're going with. Paul Maurice. Because the only reason he has an NHL job is because he looks like a fucking nerd. Yep, and the first goalie ever to win a cup with Rex Packs. That would be, I mean, that's breaking boundaries. Yeah, I, I, mean, I completely agree with that. So, uh, yeah, so who is it? Mike Keenan, Paul Maurice, Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff. All right, uh, we'll do a quick post show. You guys have anything else to talk about? This is an electric post show, guys. Yeah, I think I think that pretty much sums it up. Are we going to be doing a podcast live from San Diego next yeah, week? Yeah, 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 we'll do one from San Diego. Oh, I, I, you know what, dude? I want to talk about my blog. I posted a blog. A lot of people have seen it. And I'm a little confused, guys. We've kind of already talked about this. But the, the backlash I thought I was going to get from that blog for, like, posting it on social media was going to be from, like, my grandma or, like, my aunt who read me talking about, like, hand jobs and, like, fucking girls. But it was it was the community college kids that I played hockey with that were the most angry, and that I, do you guys have any thoughts with that? Because that fucking rattled me to the absolute core. I mean, maybe Fever Boy Rex as a JUCO alum 
could speak to the Hudson Valley character. But I mean, the Hudson Valley squad being so upset that you made you had some self-deprecating humor about your time playing JUCO hockey in Troy, New York, is fucking hilarious. Because that that shows Wild. you how hard they hold on to those times, fucking drinking twisted teas and playing against Broome Community College and the fucking junior senators rank or whatever. Fucking crazy, man. Like, I think they actually just finally for the first time realized today that they're fucking losers. Yeah, I, and I mean, it's not even like they, no offense, like, you guys are all, you were good, but, like, I know Fever Boy Rex played for a little bit of a more reputable JUCO team, and, like, I know, like, when I was with Fever Boy Rex at his school, like, talking about Hudson Valley hockey. Like, I don't I don't think they had any idea that the Hudson Valley team thought they were in the NHL. No, not at all. And the, and the thing that kind of concerns me the most is, like, I didn't lie about anything. Like, everything that I wrote was what happened. We had kids that played Junior C that came in and thought they were going to the fucking NHL. Were they mad at you? I don't understand. What oh, they were the fucking pissed. Thing was. They were pissed. They're like, I can't believe, I can't believe you're ragging on the Dewey line. Like, are you Dude. fucking kidding me? We literally had a line where everybody that's had a DUI. Most, that's the most notoriety they've gotten in, in like, yeah. 10 years. When we say junior C's, too, we're talking about guys who came from the IJ, the fucking intergalactic league. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, you're not that fucking sweet. And then my, but uh, our assistant captain, who, like, sucked dick to get an A on his, on his sweater, uh, who I heard tried getting his high school coach fired at some point. He was a fucking loser. Tries telling me off, like, dude, I would literally rather be dead than live the life that you live. And it's not even an exaggeration. I would, I don't want to live if I have to be who you are. Like, leave me the fuck alone. It was supposed to be funny. Relax. I have to reread that. Just I, incredible. I don't want to get too off board because that is ridiculous. But I just want to say, with all this junior seat talk, I hope, uh, <laughs> I hope. I hope Howie Felter Snatch is listening out there and we can get him on the podcast sometime for some great quotes. I miss Howie, dude. I miss Howie, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, we will be back next week. Uh, well, next week, Hal and I may do a podcast maybe Sunday. We'll do an Live Easter. Boston. Yeah, yeah, Boston. We'll do an Easter Sunday podcast from Boston, and then we'll do a podcast the next week after that out in uh, Dan Diego. So, uh, should be pretty Live good. Fucking Boylston, but what? Uh, what song do you guys want me to put in right now to uh, end this show? What the fuck? Piano man. Okay. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Shout out to the Hudson Valley boys. Drinking with the RPI guys. Just being. Piano man. Burn the roof at Piano Man. All right. See you, folks. You guys crushed O'Leary's. Fuck, dude.
Beep! 